Hey there, welcome to the Pine Island Experience Podcast. I'm Joanna Anderson with my husband, Trigby. Each of our episodes will be conversations with fellow Pine Islanders. The goal of our podcast is to share with you our experiences, what we have found to be fun, and what makes the Pine Island Experience so unique. One quick story. Uh, I was commissioned by uh, this cab company that was, um, my wife's laughing because she knows what I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, they wanted, uh, they were filming, um, they were doing this um, know, podcast on cab drivers and where the hotspots, where people go to uh, party and um, bars and things like that. But they looked on the, on the TV and they seen the hood of the cab all the time and it, it felt it was boring. So they approached me to make a hood ornament for them which was almost like Mercury with his hands out and wings uh, about a foot long. It was a nice sculpture. And I asked them, all right, am I going to, you know, are you going to tell people that on offer the auto designed this and made this? No, we just want to commission you for the piece. We'll buy it outright. And that's it. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll carve it. I carved a piece and everything. I've reached the, the head. I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I take out a mirror, put it in front. And I put my face on. <laughs> now we're meeting up on them on this big table, and they're looking at, me, "Wow, this is great! This is great!" They turn around, looking at the face. He sort of looks like you. Uh, yes, he does. <laughs> and that's how I got my name on a piece when I put my name on it. <laughs> you heard Onafrio de Mattia of Onafrio de Oro Fine Jewelry Boutique in Mount Lachey was describing how he was commissioned to create a hood ornament for television. Using his artistic creativity, he discovered a clever way to put his name on the piece. And now, here is Onofrio. Well, thank you, Onofrio, for coming to visit thank you. us. Thank you for having me. Uh, we've been reading about you. We want to know about uh, what it's like to be a mass jeweler. And um, uh, read all about how you had to repair your shop. And that was a very inspiring story that I read. We want to learn about that. But first, we want to start right from the very beginning with you. Wow, so you want to go back to high school? Yes, <laughs> at least. <laughs> well, we can start before that, even just let people know where you were born, raised, etc. All right. Well, I was born in Italy. Uh, my uh, parents decided to migrate to uh, America back in April Fool's Day, 1972. <laughs> <laughs> it was shocking to me. I guess the joke was on me because all my friends were gone and I had to make new friends. It wasn't easy growing up with a name of Onofrio, and wasn't able to speak English. So the uh, principal's office was my home for a while. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in high school is where I was introduced to jewelry making. Now, I went to a very famous high school, not by uh, name, but by uh, sight. It was called uh, New Utrecht High School. Nobody knows it. But if you know Welcome Back, Carter, that's the school I attended. It's over 100 years old. Amazing school for, uh, at the time, for doing uh, crafts, uh, arts, and it was so amazing. So that's why I, I was introduced to jewelry making, which I just loved. I went on to college, Fashion Institute of Technology. Then I uh, graduated, worked for very good companies, Tiffany's for about 10 years, Cartier for another two, and then I decided to open up my business, which was, well, uh, hard at first. Cruise ships were amazing. I uh, was um, actually... Um, uh, is persuaded, uh, 
talked into uh, doing um, trade shows in, on cruise ships on the Queen Mary, Queen Victoria, Queen Elizabeth, all the famous ships that presidents, I was introduced to a lot of presidents and artists and uh, singers and what have you. It was an amazing 16 years of selling jewelry and seeing the world, majority of it with my wife, which was amazing. Also my family, my kids got to go on these cruises thanks to my business. And it was just me doing lectures on cruise ships and selling jewelry and then uh, opened up my store and COVID came. Sorry, you uh, lost uh, the ships, but had an amazing idea to open up a store in Matlachey. Six months later, we got hit with the storm. So, and that's my story up to date. <laughs> oh, that's an incredible story. And, uh, the high school. Uh, yeah. Who knew that was a real high school? Yeah, it was. Uh, and John Travolta and I, they were there. It, wow. it was an amazing start. Again, amazing school. The only school really with a pool and everything. So I just loved swimming all the time. So uh, it it was a, a good start back then in, uh, I guess, 80s. It was yeah. phenomenal, New, uh, New York, Brooklyn and everything. So it was really nice, nice place to grow up. So that actually provided the opportunity <laughs> to learn how to do the, the metalworking and the, and the other skills that you need to make jewelry? Fortunate enough, yeah, that actually, I was always into sculpture. I was an artist from, I guess, eight years old, always working with clay. Uh, that was my passion. My whole family's in construction, so I was the yard ball out. <laughs> so I, I started um, carving uh, in high school, and I, uh, one of my friends said, you should try this. You'll probably be very good at it. And I, it just stuck off. My high school teacher was just shocked. I still remember his name. God bless him. John Parenti. He actually said, you have a very good career in this if you want to go at it. And he put together my uh, resume and my whole um um, I guess what I needed to get into high, uh, co uh, college for it, and he helped me get into college and just took off. Won a few design competitions and got a medal from uh, Mayor Koch for my artwork. So, oh, yeah. you're, oh, congratulations. <clears throat> Wonderful. And then how does one get hired at Tiffany's? I think many of us have walked through the store <laughs> and looked into display cases, but obviously much it's different to not easy. Yeah. Uh, at the time, I was... Um, well, I was doing a lot of work for Paloma Picasso in the 80s, and uh, she was the biggest drawer. I worked for a company called VFG, Victor Goldberg, which is, was a sublet of uh, Tiffany's. And basically, I had to, um, I mean, they probably don't want to hear it, but I was designing and making the pieces for her while she was putting a name on it. But hey, I understand. I was right. hired to do a job, and I was more <laughs> than happy to do it. And at the time, very good salary. <laughs> And then you transition from land-based companies into 16 years on the cruise ship. So how did that decision or process come about? We used to do uh, trade shows. I used to do a wholesale at the time. I was I didn't have a jewelry store, so I was just making jewelry for as a wholesale. And um, uh, these people from the ship, I um, forgot their name, they came to my uh, booth and they said, wow, you have a very interesting line. It's so different. Have you ever tried selling on cruise ships? I didn't even occurred to me that I could uh, do such a thing. So I said, yeah, why not? And my very first ship was uh, the Queen Elizabeth, which was an amazing ship, one of the oldest cruise ships and one of the fastest cruise ships at the time. So I, uh, I went on um, the cruise. It was actually a transatlantic from uh, Southampton to uh, New York. And uh, unfortunately, it was at the end of a cru uh, world cruise. 
Now, people were on this cruise ship for four months, oh, and wow. they're not going to spend jewelry <laughs> after being on the ship for four months. It was one of the worst, I guess, experiences of my life as far as selling, but I felt that there was something there. And they said, they actually told me, I don't think this is for you. And I said, no, 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 no. Let me try that again. So I tried it again. It was much better. Then I put together uh, three different lectures. One, it was called uh, The Art and History of Jewelry Making. Another lecture on uh, gems, different types of gems. And uh, the, another on how to clean and maintain jewelry. And uh, my lectures went off very well. I started getting a nice following. Um, up to 200 people would come in. Even John Voigt, the actor, sat in the front row <laughs> listening to my lectures. That was on the Queen Mary. <laughs> really nice guy. And uh, from my lectures, I just the sales started going through the roof. Uh, it was one of the top trunk shows on the ships. Now, the, uh, how it works is you're invited to come back and you have a target. If you don't meet these targets, you don't come back. And this was for 16 years, so you can imagine. <laughs> Every year you made that target. <clears throat> and then some. Wow, yes. and then some. Yeah. You're good. Uh, you it good. Was, uh, I found a way to make it work. They loved my craft. They loved when I actually went on stage and talked about it. And I, I well, they would call me the rock star. <laughs> you know, oh, the rock star is Spider-Man because I always wore a spider on my shirt. <laughs> and um, it just was an amazing 16 years. Seen the world six times. We also skydived in, in Africa. It was an amazing way to uh, work. Yeah, the behind the scenes is so interesting because we're cruisers and enjoy it. But, you know, we walk through and, you know, you see watches by companies that you've heard of or so mm -hmm. forth. So to have the actual artisan exactly um, <laughs> there that has, you know, we've been to like a winery and you get to talk to the winemaker, but, and maybe we're on the wrong cruise ships, <laughs> but, you know, to be able to make it and then people get to interact with you, see the passion see the pieces and so forth. I, I mean, that just must have been an amazing That was an time. amazing draw, yeah. Uh, they uh, liked that I was the owner and the designer. They never had that experience. I mean, they sell Tiffany's, and obviously the owner and designer's not going to be there. They sell Cartier. They sell big-name uh, jewelry, and mm -hmm. here's little old me. And, of course, I'm going to promote my my brand, my uh, designs. Did so you was, have requests during cruises to um, create? Oh, yes, yes, definitely. Wow, oh, yeah. right during the cruise. I mean, um, I developed a very good clientele that still, I mean, I'm not going to put n names out there. <laughs> I actually made wedding bands for a top designer, oh. uh, a top person recently, uh, right in Matt Lachey. She came in, she picked them up, she loved them and left. And I'm, again, I don't like yeah. to push <laughs> oh, that's the people amazing. that I made pieces for. So as... Maybe one last thing on the cruise ship. So as passengers, I know having done a behind-the-scenes tour, as a guest, they call that the hotel. So everything is vacuumed and cleaned and decorated to the nines. The behind-the-scenes part, obviously, I was a little bit blown away, and but all, it makes sense. Like when they took us downstairs to the engine room, they're just old metal steel. I mean, there's no decorations. It's as plain as plain day, right? So, and then they showed us the crew quarter, quarters. I'm just getting let you know where my question is coming from. As much fun you probably had out doing the presentations and getting the people interested and talking to them and selling the jewelry, the living with not only a wife and or children, the behind the scenes, like 
I don't think you were given like a couple thousand square feet. What was amazing <laughs> about working on a ship, we got to see every kind of cabin. We uh, we slept in a bunk back uh, bed in a crew cabin <laughs> to a, a, a balcony cabin. We uh, basically we were on standby. We were we had the uh, I guess uh, the luxury of being um, I guess um, crew and also being passengers. We had uh, a ticket to go everywhere. We were allowed to go uh, and mingle with the with the crew, which, by the way, throw amazing parties. <laughs> <laughs> amazing parties. How bad? And uh, then the passengers, which we had to mingle, obviously, to uh, bring them into the stores. So yeah, it was. Uh, as far as sleeping, we didn't care because we were there to work. We weren't there for vacation or anything like that. If it's vacation, yeah, I want to book a very nice cabin. But at that point in time, I was there specifically to work, to push my brand, to make Target, and that's my mindset. When I do something, I do it 100%. And most of the time, stores are closed in port, so that, exactly. did that allow you to then go touring? And yes. Take, oh, my word. That's I've seen the pyramids. I've seen everywhere. You name it, I've been there. We've been there. So, yeah, it was an amazing life. <laughs> what an excellent, excellent time. Well, thank you for that's just, you know, only seeing the outside, I, as, you know, other than like a 30 minute tour. Uh, that's just fascinating to see that. But I know when we talk to the crew, they'll say, oh, well, we can't get off this port, you know, because they like to yeah, catch up with the family a, a and whatnot. Lot of them but still you have to work, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yes. yes. Uh, even um, where we were in the jewelry department, they had to stay behind sometimes to do inventory and to do a day. They're there to work. Uh, we were there. We knew our inventory and everything. So basically, we turned into guests at that moment in time when it's closed. We had to get off. And we did. And by the way, um, right now, it, it's an amazing point. Halloween. They throw an amazing parties for Halloween. Dress up and everything. The crew know how to party. And they, they do enjoy their time there. Let me just say it that way. <laughs> you, you have to realize these poor guys have six to eight months contract. So, uh, yeah, they have to entertain themselves. I, it can't be all about work. Then it's, uh, they, they want to make it a little fun. So then the people like us that come on board, they uh, actually express that they're happy and everything and have a great time uh, as a cruise. But you think about it too, and just in simple business principles, you get a happy staff, you're going to have happy customers, yes, right? Exactly. I mean, so why not do something that lets those people have a, a ton of fun and then that fun just rolls down to the paying guests? I do have to say, it's like the Navy. Mm -hmm. They go through drills. They go through, oh, uh, oh the, every day they, uh, they get together, they talk uh, what they have to do and everything. They have their orders and everything. So it's 100% on, on ball. They have to be on ball, but yet they will have fun in the middle of it. Well, thanks for that. I guess we'll, let's talk about a little bit more jewelry now. <laughs> yeah, well, we wanted to find out about Pine Island. How did you find out about Pine Island? <laughs> well, because of the cruise ships, um, we were um, away for a month at a time. So uh, lots of times the ships in Miami, uh, uh, Fort Lauderdale, and we just wanted a, a break before and after the ships. So we discussed buying a house someplace in Florida. And we drove down first from the East Coast all the way down to Key West to try to find something, then the West Coast. And by chance, we uh, were watching TV, and they, and they had a show, Waterfront Properties for Less or something like that. 
in Pine Island. Let's go check it out. We just fell in love with um Leo. The we just, you can't. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just mm-hmm. fell in love with the area and everything. And like, this is for us. We bought a house. Um, I bought property in Mount Lachey, hoping to build, uh, but uh, unfortunately, it's very hard at the time. Well, still is with the historic law to try to build something that you want. So seven years of fighting them that I got so disgusted them when this property across the street came up. I said, you know what? I just need a store. So I purchased that law, that property and fixed it up and opened up. Yeah. But it was through a TV show that we found Pine Island by chance. And then you opened your store, I think, in February of 2022. Yes. Only to meet Mr. Ian. <laughs> yes. In September. But those few months that we were open, uh, it was for us. I, oh, I, I turned to her and I said, you know, we don't really need the ships anymore. This is uh, amazing that the tourists, the people that were coming in. We had at one point in time, because I had a, a help at that time, actually county people that come into my little location. We were having 300 people coming in at a time. That's how amazing it was in Mount Lachey. It was... Yeah. Well, Malachi is incredible. Yeah. I mean, we we have visitors, and we that's what we do. We we walk around Malachi with them, and and it's different every time we go, and then we eat lunch there, and and just have a wonderful time. I can see. I'm not surprised you had that many. It was uh, an eye-opening experience. Plus, being that I sell very different type of jewelers, people are kind of tired of jewelry. Matter of fact, they would shy away. Uh, it's just a jewelry store. So I keep telling people, just come in and look at it. And they're always shocked to see what I have. Yeah. Unfortunately, due to the hurricane and um, being that we only have technically 14 stores that are open, forced me to bring in things that I really didn't want to bring because I was generating. I I want to stay in business. I do not want to leave Matt Lachey. So, yeah, now I'm doing repairs, things that I did not want to do. But people love that I could, uh, jewelry stores uh, have actually come up to the people said this can't be repaired. They brought it in and I fixed it for them in, in less than 30 minutes and they were shocked. So I'm getting a nice clientele and I'm going to bring uh, my um, foreman in, I guess, pretty soon. And he's going to take care of that end while I keep yeah, the, and designing cust- and creating. You'll have customers for life, Yeah, you know, because mm-hmm. of that. And they'll come in and buy jewelry too. Exactly. Yeah. And you, you did... You offered a new collection when you opened then a year after you, you had first opened, right? Didn't yeah. you open around February? Of- yeah, when uh, when I reopened, uh, we were closed for about two months for the summer. Um, we had a, actually a couple of weddings back up north. So we just said, let's just close down. It's not that busy. So in those two months period, I put together about 150 pieces. I just sat down and I worked and worked. If I wasn't at a wedding, I was working. <laughs> Basically. Can you describe some of them? Uh, 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 well, all nautical, uh, uh, a couple of horses, uh, just um, anything. I love to do sculpture type pieces, life, anything, um, even bugs, uh, anything that uh, is nature oriented. That's what I love to carve. And I will put it, um, uh, incorporate a stone into the piece. Uh, just uh, sometimes when my wife tells me, uh, uh, why is it that you just don't buy a stone? It has to hit me. If I see a stone, I already see the finished product. Or if I have to cut the stone or if I have to alter the stone to make it the way I see it in my mind, then yeah, that's the way I create the pieces. 
And she and my wife also tells me, you think you'll ever run out of ideas? No. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's no, nonstop. I can't no. help it. I it just, uh, I, the funny thing is I will make one piece and I'll make 20 different versions of it. And they're all one of a kind because they're all different from one another. Well, you're a creative. <laughs> that's, so you're just going to keep coming up with ideas. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, nonstop. that's amazing. Nonstop. I still have a couple more now. <laughs> Seeing this fish, I've seen other fish now in my mind. And uh, people would always tell me, oh, look at this magazine. Look at this piece of jewelry. No, I don't like to be influenced by other people's art. I, I give them credit. You know, do your own thing. I'll do my own thing. And I've been on magazine covers. Uh, I've had a tarantula that was featured on the cover of a Lester Jewelry, jewelry magazine that was featured. Uh, sent to all the jewelry uh, companies and stores all over the world. I mean, the front cover on that, um, a lot of write-ups uh, and all because I was different. I, f I feel because I was different. And yet, uh, I will always be copied. People will always uh, copy you. And that kind of hurts me a little bit, even though they say it's a, uh, how to say, a, a, a form of compliment when yeah, they copy. flattery. It still hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, the yeah, the tarantula made the cover of, of Luster Magazine. Uh, a couple of months later, we were doing a, a, the Jacob Javis show in New York. And my customers came to me and said, um, Hong Kong has, is selling your tarantula. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> I went there and they all had it. I was like, okay, fine. What are you going to do? Copyright trademarks don't have nothing, no, no pull in the jewelry business. It doesn't. Yeah, but with the creative side, as much as it can hurt, you certainly aren't lacking inspiration to come up with something new. Oh, yeah. Because, in a sense, I everything gets copied at some point in time. So it's that staying one step ahead thing that'll keep it unique and different mm -hmm. and special. The ideas you have to have different ideas, different um, way to make pieces. Um, and if uh, I found that one piece, if it doesn't work. I'll put it aside, alter it, change it, and then it will work. I've had some pieces that didn't sell for years, and then all of a sudden I made a little alteration, and I can't keep it in the a, in a, in a showcase. I had a pink flamingo. It was about two inches, just the neck, the body. It was about two, two and a half inches long, the whole neck uh, and, and head, with pink sapphires and diamond. I wasn't able to sell it for years. Over here, I made a little alteration and everything. I can't keep it in the showcase, which is nice. <laughs> that is nice. <laughs> well, you say you sometimes you start with a stone, and mm -hmm. then now, now do you sketch after? You're no, I never sketch. It's a waste of time. Okay, I just go right into the. Uh, but you uh, have part. it in your head. Yeah. What What do you want it to look like? Mm -hmm. Wow, exactly. <laughs> That's incredible. But then, and then, but then, no two are alike. If you're no, no. and if you want to um, have an idea of how I can carve. I, uh, for fun, I carved uh, Benjamin Franklin uh, face, the whole, uh, the actual $100 bill. And that's what I was using for um, my lectures on the cruise ships. I had the wax. I still have the wax. Hopefully, you'll get to see it. <laughs> yeah. Of uh, the Benjamin well, we Franklin. We have to get to yeah. see that. I can carve your face perfectly. That's In wax? Oh, yes. Really? 100%. Uh, uh, one quick story. Uh, I was commissioned by uh, this cab company that was... Um, my wife's laughing because she knows what I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, they wanted, uh, they were filming, um, they were doing this um, I don't know, podcast on cab drivers and where the hotspots, where people go to 
uh, party and um, bars and things like that. But they looked on the on the TV and they seen the hood of the cab all the time and it, it felt it was boring. So they approached me to make a hood ornament for them, which was almost like Mercury with his hands out and wings uh, about a foot long. It was a nice sculpture. And I asked them, all right, am I going to um, have some, um, uh, you know, are you going to tell people that Onofrio the Auto designed this and made this? No, we just want to commission you for the piece. We'll buy it outright, and that's it. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll carve it. I carved a piece and everything. I reached the, the head. I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I take out a mirror, put it in front, and I put my face on. <laughs> you put your face yeah. on it? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're meeting up on them on this big table, and they're looking at, wow, this is great, this is great. They turn around, looking at the face. He sort of looks like you. <laughs> uh, yes, he does. <laughs> and that's how I got my name on the piece when I put my name on it. <laughs> that's a, that's a, quite a story. You know, see, that's, that's creative, because I understand somebody buying the outright rights, right? Yes. Like, for perpetuity. <laughs> but you're, you're, you're asked for some kind of attribution was more than reasonable. It didn't fit their business model, so you got an attribution without yes. affecting their businesses. And that was my only self-portrait that I've ever made of myself. <laughs> well, you were problem-solving, too. You know, you're being creative and problem-solving. <laughs> and they wanted someone to look Greekish, Italian. Hey, oh, there there's a net right here. There you go. <laughs> uh, we read that you plan events, too. Is that true? Or? Yes, we are going to, uh, well... Uh, I do have, I'm trying to join a lot of people in Matt Lachey. We need people to come and shop. So every now and then I will have a art uh, and jewelry event where I try to make, entice the artists to come in and pitch tents on my property and sell from tents. And it it does draw in the crowd. I'm, again, I'm offering this very, very inexpensive. Normally, I used to charge very good prices, but uh, now I'm trying to cut the fee to entice the vendors to come to sell their product and hopefully promote it, and people will come and spend a day in Matt Lachey and just go eat and shop yeah. and have a great day out of it, That's which we do kind. need in Matt Lachey. Yeah, it's very kind of you. There's so many artists on the island, and they don't all have places to to show. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to give them a space. I know sometimes that people don't want to work at a tent. I wish my space was bigger. This is what I was trying to build on my property, but uh, unfortunately, the story board shot me down. I was trying to build a nice big area so then artists could come inside and have their artwork um, inside and sell from my um, my little store, my store. But that got shot down, and hopefully one day it will be built. <laughs> You'll figure it out. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the process. So you get to start in high school, et cetera, and the background in carving from eight. How do then do you progress and get up to being considered or qualified as a master jeweler? What's all the steps along the way? At first, I used it as a learning process. I um, would get basically jobs uh, and try to sit next to the best jeweler, the best wax carver, the best, and try to learn li little secrets, which back then, let me tell you, no one wanted to show you their secrets because they were afraid to lose their job. I uh, One time I had a job with um, in this uh, jewelry company that used to just work in metal because I wanted to, um, I guess, uh, learn more on how to work metals and melt in metals and 
and um, put in alloys, creating your own uh, color and gold. And uh, we have green gold, pink gold, uh, white gold, and there's different alloys that we put in to get the color that we want. And this was, um, uh, I remember this gentleman, um, Aronowitz, um, George Aronowitz. He was in his 80s and is still a jeweler and made jewelry the old-fashioned way. So I give him a lot of thanks. I sat next to him, just watch him, and he's like, yeah, just watch and do what I do. Look and see and and ask any questions. And I remember towards at the end when his health was not um, well, uh, the people that worked with him, oh, can I have your tools? Can I have this? Can I have that? And I looked at George and I said, George, if I could have only one thing, it would be your knowledge. And that's the biggest smile that he had in his face. So, because I respect that. Knowledge is king. And this is what I've always wanted as a child. I mean, my wife is the best speller because I can't spell. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> as far as math, this is my uh, this is my strong point. So yes, knowledge and I always pushed it in my kids. You, you have to learn. You have to. The best thing is always knowledge. Yeah. So yes, from uh, Arnold, uh, uh, from George Aronowitz, I, I just took off, and. The best way to get my name out there was winning uh, design competitions. Um, start wholesale, which was tough, but it was the best thing because even in Sanibel, Cedar Chest, uh, the store that was carrying my product, unfortunately now with the storm, they don't do that anymore. I was practically all over. And I figured if they could sell my product, why can't I? Mm -hmm. And yes. <laughs> Can you talk about some of your other past creations? Besides the hood ornament, you know, <laughs> you know but some of that. Um, the unusual ones. Yeah. Um, well, the one that made the magazine, the the tarantula. Uh -huh. uh, they uh, approached me and they said, uh, well, because at the time I was always in magazines, uh, magazines, and they approached me, we want something for October. Boom. That's what hit me. It's amazing. That's the way I work. Something will just hit me. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll I'll have it for you. Matter of fact, this is a good story. So I put together the tarantula, and I brought it in. And they just looked at it. They didn't say a word. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll leave it with you. If anything, give me a call. So I go back uh, to my shop. I'm working. They give me a phone call, and they're on the phone. Hey, I know for Yes. We're definitely thinking about using it for your cover. So I was like, excuse me, sir. I put the phone down on there, cheering up and down. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so well, that's great news. Terrific. So the next month, it was on the cover, and I remember uh, giving the magazine to my mother. I was like, look, Ma, that's my piece on the cover of uh, the magazine. So it, it, that actually just propelled me as a designer and uh, an artist that um, it, it's amazing what advertisement, or not even advertisement, what promote, the, the way they used to promote on magazines. It was just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And that helped a lot. Yeah. Well, you were in a lot of magazines. I read that about you, and then also um, the awards that you won. Yes, Bias Choice two years in a row, uh, Platinum Guild. Uh, I came in second, but that was a worldwide competition, <laughs> so I was happy about that one. Then I just uh, I should uh, I would like to maybe enter another design competition someday, but uh, right now. Matt Lachey is important. I have to get that up and running <laughs> before I could start uh, putting myself out there as a award-winning designer again. <laughs> well, the season has begun. Yes. We're seeing it. 
Our neighbors are coming back. Oh, and I'm so happy. Traffic. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, let them stop I right there mind. in front of you. I'll <laughs> walk to work if I have to. <laughs> so as you get the store back going and up, um, I guess somebody walks in, what are they going to see? Just kind of an overview of that. And as you get more solidified and get going again, any future plans that you're willing to talk about, about, you know, new ideas? The first new thing that I want to say is, sorry to interrupt. I don't know if this just came to mind. When they walk into my store, I don't want them to say, oh, this is just a jewelry store. And when you see it, you'll, I didn't want an ordinary jewelry store. Um, Matlache was a fishing village. So I incorporated some of fishing like things. I've made it very colorful, very different. It's very bright. And that's what I want them to see. So, in my store, so sorry again to interrupt, but the... no, but I think that's a good idea. I mean, when because I think to a certain extent, you walk in and most jewelry stores probably have almost the exact same layout with the exact mm -hmm. same cases with the exact same lighting. So, um, not only unique pieces within the store, but then also kind of a unique layout or design thought process to the store, right? It's Gear, this is jewelry, this is diamonds, this is emerald. No, this is my art pieces, this is my award-winning pieces, this is my rare gems. I want to be different, and this is what I have. Things that are different. If you want the ordinary things, there's other stores for that. I understand that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And then, I know you have somewhat limited space, but any other things that you're thinking about, any kind of expansion or additions? Well, at the moment, uh, we used to have an atrium between my factory and my store which was really nice. Uh, again, Ian uh, destroyed it. I would like to fix that again. Maybe put some art, maybe put some um, silver pieces out there so then uh, it'll create more pieces, gold pieces inside the store. So I would like to try to fix that up. But right now, one, one little step at a time. I just got my factory back, which was under three feet of water. My tools were destroyed. Oh. A lot of my tools were from the turn of the century, which really, really upset me because those were the best tools I ever had. So I'm trying to bring them back, clean them up, get the rust off, and I'm restoring my tools. <laughs> well, you restored all your showcases <laughs> yeah. one at a time. Exactly. Didn't you say no to people trying to help because it was therapy for you? or <laughs> Didn't you do it all by yourself? I did everything myself. I, it's not that I said no. I said no because uh, people were telling me, oh, we're going to come tomorrow to give you a hand, and they wouldn't show up. And that just broke my heart. I was so depressed to the point that I, I said, you know what, I think I better just do it myself. I mean, I don't know if you remember um, what my store looked like. I had craters on each side of my store that were three feet deep by six feet wide. I ran all the way back almost 200 feet of the property, which... Across the street, my lot, the city used for um, storage, so there was gravel, rocks, or whatever. So I would go with a wheelbarrow, fill it up, come back. It took me a week and a half to fill up the whole thing with a wheelbarrow and shovel all by myself. But you know what? It was therapy because I was so depressed. And I, I wanted to fix the outside because I wanted to inspire my neighbors or uh, people coming because it was so depressing to look at the garbage and mount it up so high. So, yeah, I fixed up the outside first, and then it took me a while to get into the store. Uh, I had to break into my store because the, there was about a foot of uh, sand and muck in it. 
So when I got in and all my showcases flipped upside down, and yes, the jewelry was still in there, because at the time my foreman was there, and unfortunately I wasn't there. He panicked and ran and left everything there. So I had to siphon through all the sand and to find all the jewelry. I was finding jewelry outside the store. Oh, no. <laughs> That's how bad it was. But uh, it's all good now. Uh, through the ruins came a unique idea. Uh, we had, uh, we have it, we're selling something called the Hurricane Collection. And how did that happen was because the jewelry was in the salt uh, water. And when the water uh, rose to the electric, it created like a spark and it, it oxidized the metals. The, it gave them unique colors, almost like rainbow-like colors. I started cleaning them until people said, wow, no, that's a good story, a good idea. Don't, don't, don't do that. I'll buy this. I'll buy this. So we, was, we sold a lot of the jewelry oxidized thanks to the hurricane. So is your hurricane collection? Yes. Uh, wow. We have still a few pieces left, but it's a lot less. Uh, but we still do have a... It's art. Just to give you an idea, we had mermaid earrings. Now, just the tails of the mermaid earrings were like a rainbow color, like a bluish-black color, and that was just the tails. That was a unique thing, something, I guess, uh, what I always say, something good happened from something bad. So uh, we started selling the Hurricane Collection. That's fabulous. Now, any plans to introduce electricity to existing pieces no. and recreate that? No. <laughs> No, I, 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 that was Mother Nature's work. I'll okay. leave it to Mother Nature, and yeah. hopefully I won't have to sell these things ever point, again. You might not be able to recreate anyway, because yeah. there's always something unique when we try. Well, we never replicate Mother Nature, to your yeah. point. And I don't want to, to be right. honest with you. No, we want to move past it, exactly. right? Exactly. We, again, we only have a few pieces. Of, once it's gone, it's gone, obviously. Now, is, is there anything else that, that you wanted to talk about if they're in the podcast that you well, want to bring we are up? going to have some events. Oh, um, cool. This was my wife's idea about inviting women down, having a women's event where they come in, try on jewelry. I'm also going to raffle off uh, a $100 gift certificate, a couple of different gift certificates. So then uh, by uh, Christmas or the holidays, we will invite men, their husbands or loved ones to come in this is what they like. You could either buy it or you'll be in trouble. No. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, so we're going to have a women's night and a man's night. And the women will be trying on jewelry. How yes, fun is that? Exactly. We'll have light drinks, light snacks. and. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately, though. No. But uh, uh, what's amazing about liquor, booze, uh, I can give it away, but I can't sell it. There's always loopholes selling it. They're just right. coming in and having a, a little drink with me. Yeah, Excellent. And then how do folks get a hold of you if they're interested um, talking to you and then the store hours, store location, those My cell phone is on my hip, and they have my cell phone number, which they could come pick up a card. or It's actually posted also on my front door, and that's my direct line straight to me. Do you guys do any social media like Facebook and whatnot? Oh, yes, Facebook, uh, which... I was shocked how unbelievable uh, people coming in. Oh, yes, I follow you. Oh, yes, I heard about you. Oh, yes, I've seen what you've done. It just helps so much. And I, uh, I w was always against Facebook until I see now how it works. And it's just it's amazing. It's huge yeah. on Pine yeah. Island. Yeah. I mean, I think it has its power other places, but it seems to be the do dominant form of yes. And very helpful to the businesses, right? Because other than your own time, it's essentially free. 
because <laughs> marketing, you know, buying ads, et cetera, yeah. is an expensive form where this is literally free other than the investment. I did advertise uh, on the uh, Eagle newspaper. I believe in advertising. I really do. But I found that uh, Facebook works best for me. It's incredible. And Instagram's getting more popular. Yeah. And that's where you can have, all you have to do is publish your uh, photo. You know, it's okay. easier than writing a story, you know. And when's the store open, days, week, hours, et cetera? Uh, we're only closed Sunday and Monday. Okay. And we're open roughly from 11 to 4.30, 11 to 5. We're on island time, so mm -hmm. we like to keep it alive. Of course. <laughs> but uh, they could always call me for an appointment. Oh, um, excellent. Okay. I just love it that you'll, that if they have a design, I read this on Facebook. Exactly. Uh, on your site, if someone has a design, come on in and, and mm -hmm. you'll do it. I mean, oh yeah, my goodness. Yeah, the way I, 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 if you have an idea, we'll bring it to reality. Yes. I've always said that. Wow. You only have to tell me what you want and I'll figure out a way to make it. And only a master jeweler could say that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I know we can't do anything about the east side of the bridge, but it is so nice to come onto the west side and you you are open and Blue Dog and Mattelsheim Menagerie and, and Hooked and a couple other places. So that side is starting to come back and looking mm -hmm. nice. And actually, when did we drive off? Saturday, I think. And uh, not complaining, but there's a little bit of traffic in Mattelsheim. Yeah. I'm like, okay, thing, it's starting to look up. I saw the tent outside Saturday yeah. when we were leaving. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Yeah. And we're starting to get more people. We, we get we have some regulars that always want to be there. And sometimes I say, no, we need to break ourselves. But uh, yeah, I, I try to always have something going on every weekend. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was it's, busier on Saturday. I was happy to yeah. see Malachi. Well, now that busy. we're finished with Oktoberfest, people will start coming again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, I understand. Other, uh, there's a lot of other events going on. So yeah, why not? Enjoy it. Go. <laughs> and then there's a break because if memory serves, the art shows in the area don't really start until January. So you've got all of November and December to attract people. Um, that, I, that Only because of those weekend events, to your point, which could draw people away from Matt Lachey, but certainly. I, I was shocked people started coming in and putting things on layaway. I'm like, wow, okay, I didn't think about it, but I guess it's never too early. So, yeah. yeah. Well, no well, the matter. decorations went up in September in the store, so why not buy something and put it on layaway, right? <laughs> I want to wait until after Thanksgiving to put up my Christmas stuff. Yeah, no, I, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll definitely wait. Well, thank you, Anafrio. Is that better? Yes. And <laughs> we sure enjoyed listening to you. I could tell by talking to you on the phone, you know, this was going to be a great interview. Or, and uh, thank, thank you. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys. We hope you enjoyed our Pine Island Experience podcast. If you have any ideas for us, people to interview, or any comments, please feel free to email them to us at pineislandexperience at gmail.com. That's pineislandexperience, all one word, at gmail.com. Don't forget to like us, and you may subscribe to this podcast using all the major catchers like Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks again for listening, and remember... Island life is a constant vacation. We'll see you on the next podcast.